The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born. For this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. The true gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord, the word, the light. All right, be seated, please. I say good afternoon to you. Pilate's question, what is truth, was a, a hotly debated question centuries before he took his first breath and for millennia after he took his last. With so many religious purveyors of truth, we have come to question the reality of absolute truth. Relative truth is currently popular. What is true for you is not necessarily true for me, and what is true for me may not be true for you. We have half-truths, which people who hold differing opinions call bold-faced lies. At the same time, we have inconvenient truths, which have been labeled fake news by a few. Discovering the truth is important for us as individuals. We have an innate desire to live authentic lives, not to live a lie, but to live truthfully. As followers of Jesus, it is important for us to determine what is true, because Jesus, in his conversation with Pilate, stated that he had come to bear witness to the truth. In Jesus' brief conversation with Pilate and in other interactions with people over the course of his ministry, we begin to discern the truth and understand how it intersects with our lives today. In the story today, Jesus has been handed over by the high priest and other Jewish leaders to Pilate. Their intention is to have Pilate execute Jesus because Jesus has attacked the unjust temple system and is growing in popularity. They have found Jesus guilty of blasphemy, claiming to be God. The charge, however, means nothing to the Romans. In order to execute Jesus, Pilate must find Jesus guilty of a capital punishment offense, such as treason or insurrection. In verse 33, Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered that his kingdom is not of this world. In other words, Jesus is calming any concerns that Pilate might have that he is interested in leading a rebellion against Rome. After stating that his purpose is not to be king of the Jews, Jesus states his true purpose in verse 37. He says, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, the purpose of his incarnation, is to communicate the truth. And Pilate responds to Jesus, to Jesus' revelation by asking the question, what is truth? Well, this is the wrong question. The correct question should have been, who is truth? To this, Jesus would have answered, I am. The truth is that God's kingdom is a relational kingdom. Being a God of love, God wants to have a loving relationship with his creation. In the beginning of John's gospel, the author writes, And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, 
the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. In his reply to, in his, in his reply to Pilate, Jesus talks relationally, telling how those who are of the truth hear Jesus' voice. The truth is found in a relationship with a person who is himself the truth. The truth is not laws or religious doctrines. The truth is God. The truth is that God is a God of love and that God loves you and me. You have heard me speak many times about John 13, 34, when Jesus gives his disciples one simple command. He instructs them, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also should love one another. At one time or another, the church has proclaimed that sinners, women, blacks, and gays are unlovable. All of us have felt unlovable or have been told that we are unlovable. The truth is that God loves us with a steadfast love, forgives us unconditionally, and acts with overwhelming grace in our lives. The truth is that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Loss and death are a part of life. During those times of pain, suffering, and grief, we have believed the lie that life has ended and can never be brought back. Jesus comes and proclaims to us the truth that he is the resurrection and the life. Death is not the end. In fact, death has already been swallowed up in the truth of the resurrection. But is it too good to be true? It is difficult for us to live in the truth. We convince ourselves that Jesus is, is too good to be true. We think that God can't forgive someone who has just done what we have done. God's love must be earned. We have to be good people, we say to ourselves. Life hurts too much that we can't believe loss and death are able to be overcome. Believing the truth is too good to be true, we live in the lie. Jesus has said that we will know the truth and the truth will set us free. Few of us would say that we are truly free. We are shackled by fears, hatred, selfishness, greed, and envy. The lies we hear drown out the truth that Jesus speaks to us. It is sometimes hard to hear Jesus' voice. Back in the days of circuses, baby elephants would have a chain fastened around their leg, which was then fastened to a peg in the ground. The peg and chain would keep them confined. Later, when they had, reached their, when they had grown up, they could easily pull the peg out of the ground. But years of growing up with the confining chain and peg left them convinced that they were still confined. Thus, they would never try to break their chain. Jesus comes and removes our chains. He speaks to our hearts and we hear his voice. We are people of the truth and not people of lies. The truth is not too good to be true. The truth is the truth. We are free. Free to live in God's love, grace, forgiveness, and in the power of the resurrection. We are free to love, free to serve, free to live in God's kingdom because Jesus really is not only the truth, but the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. It is time for everybody's favorite part of the service. The announcements. That is correct, Gavin. Thank you for your enthusiasm. <laughs> now we can just get you that be that, that enthusiastic when you're setting up.
Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, complaints. Very simple. You have one of those, you need one of these. It's going to be an email address. Pray at Dallas UL, Sorry, feedback at DallasULC.com. Feedback at DallasULC.com for compliments, concerns, suggestions, complaints. Pray at DallasULC.com. Pray at DallasULC.com. It's another email address. If you have any prayer requests, please email us at pray at DallasULC.com. Very simple. Just an email address. You know, you can't make a difference. We rely totally on donations here at this church. All of us are volunteers. This is an all-volunteer church. I don't get a salary. Nobody else does here. We do this out of our love for the church and our love for, the, for getting this message out to the rest of the world. And we need your help. Uh, in order for us to keep our doors open, we, we have to have volunteer. We have to have uh, 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 donations. We do have, have our congregants who tithe, but we also uh, need donations from you. If you like what you're hearing, if you like what you're seeing, if you think that we're going in the right direction, if you like the message we're trying to, to get out there of unconditional love of God uh, and all inclusivity that he offers, please consider making a donation to Dallas Universal, Dallas Universal Life Church. Simply go to DallasULC.com and click on the button for donate. Uh, we are a 501c3 organization. All of your donations are tax deductible. Now, I do have people that come in and say, you know, Bishop, I, I, I love the church, but I'm broke. I, I, I want to help, but I'm broke. Hey, I'm right there with you. Do what I do. Do what we all do. You volunteer. Uh, simply go to DallasULC.com and click on the button for volunteer. There you'll see a list of the available positions. If you don't like that list, that's okay. Come on in. We, we're always open to new ideas. We like some new blood. It's also a good way, if you've never been to this church, come and volunteer. It's a good way to get to know everybody and kind of be more comfortable when you're here. And uh, it's just, it's a way to kind of get your foot in the door. So check it out. DallasULC.com and click on volunteer. Did you know we had a podcast? We have a podcast? We do. We have a podcast. For over four years, we've had a podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Now, I want you to notice something different. What's different about our little graphic today? I would say the following leaves. You're, live you're so observant. You're so observant, Gavin. No, not the following leaves. We had those last week, unfortunately, but you weren't here, so... Mm. It's a new cover for the for the podcast. We released a new cover this week for the podcast. Um, the other one we've had since the very beginning, and I thought it was time for a change. So we've got the path, and we've got Bishop Mark. And it says, forget what you think you know about church. There you have it. Very good, Tim. You got it right off the bat. There's a live image of me instead of the cartoon. Anyway, we do have a podcast, and you can check out our podcast by simply going to your favorite browser and typing in your path with Bishop Mark. Just search for your path with Bishop Mark. Or if you don't like that, simply go to one of these providers. Anchor by Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, CastBox, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or TuneIn. I've said it again and again and again. I hear things differently on the podcast than I do on watching it on YouTube or even being here in person. Go check out the podcast. It's a lot of fun. And you can do it while you're riding on the bus. You can do it while you're riding on the train, going to work. You can do it while you're taking a nap. You can do it while you're taking a shower. Whatever you want to do. Look, it's, it's really kind of cool. I, I enjoy it because I can be doing other things, washing the dishes and working on the computer, doing other, and listening to the podcast. Go check it out. Check out our podcast. Okay? All right.
How long was that little music clip there, Gavin? 20 seconds. 20 seconds, very good. It's been 20 seconds for the last two years, yes. 20 seconds. <laughs> Why is it 20 seconds long? Because that's probably how long we have to wash our hands. Why? Get rid of all the germs and make sure that we don't end up spreading COVID virus. 20 seconds is the minimum amount of time to wash your hands. How many of y'all have gone over to the to the lavatory? You go and walk, you go and use the bathroom or whatever. And you go to the lavatory, right? And you go, you out the door. How many of y'all done that? I have. I know we all have. That is absolutely nothing. You did. You might as well have just walked on out the door. Forget about it. It takes a minimum of 20 seconds of lathering up your hands with soap and water to get rid of the germs. To get rid of coronavirus, to stop spreading this crap to other people, okay? Be hygienically aware of yourself. Wash your hands for a minimum of 20 seconds. Dry them well. Then use hand sanitizer, okay? If you put hand sanitizer on wet hands, it just weakens the hand sanitizer. It doesn't work as well. You have to dry your hands first, then use hand sanitizer. Continue to practice social distancing. Wear your mask if you still feel comfortable doing so, okay? It's not a bad idea. Go get vaccinated. Seriously, folks, I had my third booster or my, my booster shot yesterday. Uh, yeah, before yesterday. Yesterday I was knocked out for most of the day because he about, about knocked me out. And I had trouble getting up this morning, but I did it. I went to and got my third one. If there's, you know, still way too many people in this country who have not gone, almost 40% still, who have not gotten their shots. You've got to do it. You've got, we've all got to work on this together or it's not going to work. If you don't go get your shots, the ones who've got our shots did it for nothing. Please go get vaccinated. It's not that big of a deal. It, it knocked me down for one day. And that was the worst one, the third one. I was just tired. It just made me sleepy and uh, a little lethargic. Other than that, I got a little sore arm. So what? I didn't kill somebody today. Have you gotten one or two shots? Okay, so you've gotten two. Now you'll wait another little bit longer and you'll get your booster. Okay? And then six months after that, you get another booster. They just named, they announced that also for people who are... Uh, immunocompromised or have any kind of uh, uh, problems with their with their uh, immune systems or their other bodies or any kind of things like that or or the older or the younger uh, they can probably get uh, that extra booster just you know check with your doctor they'll, they'll tell you exactly what they need or your pharmacy also will know okay please go get vaccinated please wash your hands please continue to use social distancing if we all just do these little things now this thing can end sooner we can stop this please there's another decline another incline in in it was an incline last week. We came down again this week. But folks, we've got to watch it. And we cannot get complacent about this. Please continue to wash your hands. Always. I mean, your hands should be raw at this point because you're washing them so much. Please. Okay. All right, folks. It's here. Uh, it kind of snuck up on us. Um, this Thursday, this coming Thursday, that's this Thursday, in four days, is Thanksgiving. Gavin, four days is Thanksgiving. This Thursday is Thanksgiving. Okay, I want to make sure you remember, you understood that. You can join us for service on Thanksgiving. That's uh, this Thursday at 5.30 p.m. 5.30 p.m. on November the 25th. This, so Wednesday is potluck, right? No, Gavin. Why would we do a potluck before Thanksgiving? So let's just finish the, the announcements and you'll figure it out. Okay? Thanksgiving services, Thursday, November 25th. It's coming Thursday at 5.30 p.m. That being said, immediately following Thanksgiving services on Thursday, November 25th, we will have the Thanksgiving potluck, okay? So immediately following the services on Thursday, okay, we'll have Thanksgiving potluck. So it'll be, you know, six or seven o'clock at night, seven o'clock at night, we'll have, we'll have Thanksgiving dinner. 
Why do we do that? Well, we have congregants that, that have families still. They can go and be with their families, go to church with their families, whatever they want to do in the daytime. And then they can come here in the evening and share Thanksgiving with us. It kind of just makes it a little easier for everybody. Or they can bring their family with them. It's up to them. You know, we're welcome to that. We'd love to have more people for Thanksgiving. Come on, bring it on. Bring some bring a dish and let's have some good food, right? What are you bringing? You, got, you need to let me know because I don't want to get duplicates, Gavin. Not that there's going to be a whole bunch of people. I and mean, obviously our attendance is rather low right now. But we've got some people coming and they are, have said they're bringing stuff. So I need to know what you're bringing today. Okay. We already have a ham. I'm making the green bean casserole. And we've got um, some, uh, some apples, some cinnamon apples that are really good that are going to go also. So that's a, I think that's what we've got so far. And then just uh, so a couple other things. So. Sweet potato. Sweet potato what? Just sweet potatoes? You're just going to bring a bunch of sweet potatoes uncooked? No, I'm bringing them uncooked. So you make yams? Is that what you're going to make? What are you going to make? Sweet potato casserole. Sweet potato casserole. You sure about that? All right. Look, whatever we have, you know, it may not be a bunch, but we will have a Thanksgiving dinner here and we'll, we'll be together. So I think that's important right now. Um, so 5.30 p.m. Saturday, uh, Thursday. Uh, and I do still need volunteers to help me set up and cook. Please. Please. I can't do this all by myself. <laughs> I've tried. It doesn't work. <laughs> all right. Oh, here's that little part here. Please see Bishop Mark immediately after service today if you have not signed up and are planning to attend. In other words, I need to know what you're bringing. Okay? So... Let's get that going. So that way, if I have to get anything else, I know I'm probably going to have to get tea and things like that so we can have drinks and whatever and plates and what all that kind of So I know what I can bring, huh? Well, yeah, I don't really care about the flavors matching. I just want to make sure we don't have five green bean casseroles. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty, pretty monotonous, right? All right. Guess what? We made it through everybody's favorite part of the service, the announcements. This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Now, what did you like? What did you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? That's all I'm going to say. <coughs> well, I'm just happy to dip my toe back into it, so to speak, or to like, whatever you want, wherever fill in the blank you want to say. Well, you more than your toe when you do it because that's not going to cut it. <laughs> We're all or nothing here now. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I did a little dogger. I get yeah. a couple of <laughs> Okay. Welcome back, Tim. It's good to have you here. Thank you. Um, what is today? What, what was today's? What was today? What were we celebrating today? Anybody know? You know, I don't know. Where would you find that information? In my phone, because my phone is turned off. No, it's not your phone. Come on, Shane. I don't want to call them. That's last week's, isn't it? No, that's this week's. Open up. Open up to just before the readings and see what it says. Right, um, that's correct. Reign of Christ. Reign of Christ, also called Christ the King, Sunday. Today's Reign of Christ, Christ the King Sunday. We're celebrating the Reign of Christ. Gavin, please take that out of your mouth. There's no smoking in here. Especially on my couch. 
<coughs> can you argue that that's like all time or, or I mean reign of Christ? Like it's about like, his eternal reign, correct? That's what we're talking about. Christ the King, celebrating the fact that He is the King, that He is our King, that He is our Emperor, He is our Ruler. And we should treat Him as such. Yeah. That's what today was about. Reiterating the fact that we acknowledge one King, and that's Christ the King, God Christ the King. That's what we celebrated today. That's why we had all the pomp and circumstance and the incense and the big, the big hoopla. It's good to, to remind ourselves of what's wrong. Not, not, not remind ourselves, but just like. Well, it is to remind ourselves. And you have to sometimes. We don't say things, we forget them. Yeah. You know, we talk about Jesus as our brother and as our friend and as this and that. Look, he's also our ruler. He's our king. Yeah. And we are to, Gavin, please take that out of your mouth. Oh, he's our, uh, you know, our leader. And, and we have to trust in that. And that sometimes we forget to do that as well. We Stop for granted. Listen. Stop listening. We take it for granted. We do take it for granted. Don't you? I do. We all do, I think. Take a break of the fact that we're things we've been given. Yeah. That we can still breathe yeah. here yeah. on this earth. I, mean, I, I still am amazed. I, I sit and think about it and I ponder. I think, here we are in this universe, on this earth, this little speck of blue and a sea of black, yeah. of nothingness, of no more life that we've found yet. Not that we found yet. I, I believe there's some out there, but we have found yet. Yeah. We haven't found really an inhabitable planet, really, yet, that we could live on. You think, we you are. Think, you think that though, there is no, there is nothing more easily taken for granted than God, because I mean, we're told that He's always going to be there, He'll always be there. So we're so we take for granted. That's right. We know that He's going to forgive us. That's yeah. not way. That's not way you should be. Obviously, mm -hmm. and that's that's where we make our mistakes. That's where it's easy for us to fall into clutches of sin, and and that's when our we realize that we start feeling like we're just a little off. There's not something's not right. We don't feel good. We you don't want to get out of bed. You're off your path. When you're on your path, things look up a lot better. The sun shines brighter. But, you know, no, it's, it's it's hard. I'm not saying it's it's going to be you know all you know daffodils and roses. But it, it's a lot easier. That path is a lot easier to travel travel on because it's you know it's there. It's, it's it's made for you out of the you know it's made. Instead of being over here in the high grass trying to you know weed your way through. And find a way through because you think you're going to get there quicker that way. You need to be the place that you want to get get that instant gratification. Mm -hmm. God knows where you're supposed to be going. God put that path there for you for a reason. Trust it. When you say, when you say I'm going to go left, he says, oh, no, no. You go right. We go left a lot of times. And we end up turning around and have to backtrack. He was right again. He's always going to be. So, Pilate asks Jesus, so you're the king of the Jews. So what did Jesus come back with? You, you say, you you say that I'm a king? Have you heard that? Who says that? And Pilate says, yeah, they turned you over. What have you done? What did you do to these people? Inspired them. Touched their hearts. He, th he threatened the status quo. Right. What he did was, he basically said, y'all can't keep sitting there making all this money and stealing from people and doing what you're doing in my dad's house. That's not what this is about. And they didn't like that. You start messing with people's money, you start messing with people's lives, right? True story. He in there threw all that crap everywhere in that the temple, threw all the tables and knocked over all the money stands and said, get the hell out. 
They didn't like that. You know, just a week ago, they were, you know, if you look at the timeline, a week before this, they were exalting him. Hosanna! Here comes the King of David, the Son of God. Hosanna! 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 And now they're ready to crucify him because he messed with their money. So in other words, one man, man cannot serve two masters. You're right. So that would probably fall under the same. And the reason he probably ended up getting that was due to the fact that the Pharisees or the three, the primary... The, the, holy, the holy leaders at the time. Yes. Were acting in such a way that it would have brought shame not only to the father and it would have been misleading, but also... It does, when you're in that kind of position, it also damages the entire community as a whole. They were stealing. Which is also being incredibly selfish. They were stealing. They were misappropriating funds. They were taking funds. And, and, you know, everybody had to make, we talked about, remember the part of the widow's, the widow's coins when the widow put in her two pence or two cents in, right? And she said that was more than anybody else put in. And you talk about in that how it was a, a, a show. It was, a, it was, you know, everybody, they'd throw their money in and it'd be, the more you put in, the bigger coins you put Remember, we were putting the bigger sound it made. And they, it was a big show to see who would make the bigger sound, putting in her little two cents, nothing. But he said that was the biggest one of yet, getting the biggest, the, the most, the most offering that there was all day. You know, all these these people with all their riches, and, because she gave everything, and they gave out of out of excess. You know, we ask here at the church that you that you offer ten percent of your income, of your income, whatever you make, however you make it, ten percent of your income to the church to help keep it going. She gave everything. That's all she had. With the faith that God would take care of her. We are the richest people in the world. You, me, and you are, are in the top 10% of the richest people in the world. All three of us. Are you aware of that? 90% of the world is more poor than we are. And we don't have a lot. I mean, honestly, if you look around the United States, comparatively, we're pretty, you know, we're low totem pole. But in the world... We are 90% richer. We are richer than 90% of the other world. So think about that. What are you giving back? I know you give your time. I, I appreciate that. But sometimes hitting that pocketbook is a little harder. We're only talking about a penny for every 10 cents. We're talking about a dollar for every $10. We $10 for every $100. It's not a lot of money. This isn't really supposed to be my speech today about tithing, but it's something that's important that we forget. You know? Mm -hmm. Believe me, that the money... I, I, I put in more money than I've ever gotten back out of the church. I mean, I, 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 I tithe at least my 10% to keep things going. And, and that's okay. I don't mind doing that, but it's getting to the point now where we, we are going to need some help. And I'm, I'm telling you all this because we'll get to that point. Well, I, think, I think just like God's taken for granted... The church is taking granted. It is. Uh, it's always going to be there. The church is always going to have money. They're always going to have money. We, you know, maybe, you know, maybe some of the big churches like the Catholic Church, most of the church, yeah. like, the Catholic Church not so much anymore, but, yeah. you know, maybe they have a lot, they, they, it's easier for them because they, they're able to pool and they, they've been around for a long time. They've got the congregants. And they're, we're a small startup church with a, few, a limited number of congregants. Yeah. Most of these churches that start out like this don't make it. Right. And they definitely don't make it for five years. I mean, I, I have to say, that I'm, I'm pretty proud that we have made it, and through what we made it through, the pandemic and all the, the stuff and, and, yeah, and everything. That was over five years, though. Wasn't we're, it? we're just a little over five years. We, we celebrated our five-year anniversary in June. May 31st, actually, is our, our five-year anniversary. 
Do you not remember that? Yeah, but this feels like we're a little bit older. We are. It's about five and a half years now. Cool. Sweet. December 25th will be our fifth, the anniversary, fifth anniversary of our inaugural service. All right. Talk to me. We haven't around table in a couple weeks. What's going on? Do I need to talk about anything? Do we need to talk about anything? Do we need to hear about anything? Do we need to get anything off our chest? Do we need to talk about some problems or some accolades? Or, hey, the, the walk clothes all summer was really fun. We enjoyed that. A nice video. I don't know if y'all saw that on the, on the pre-service. We did. It, was, it wasn't supposed to be playing. That was actually supposed to be gone. I meant to take that off. Somehow the other pre-service got put on there. I don't know how, but um, that's good. You got to see it again. So uh, that was fun. And we volunteered this year, which was a lot of fun. Um, it was cold, so Marshall couldn't go, so that was kind of disappointing. First year he didn't go. More first year Marshall didn't go either. He didn't put a sweater on him. He was no, it was too cold. Oh, okay. And, and we, would have been, we were at a booth, oh, so okay. he would have been going yeah. nuts. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's a full-time job when I'm out there with him, so. Yeah, true. And if there were more of us going, I would have done it, and I could have helped him <coughs> the whole time and done what I had to do, but it was better than he didn't go this time. Yeah. Plus, we, plus, you know, Don and I walked the entire, uh, entire length this time, we did the whole thing, and it, it's, you know, it's not a short walk. Yeah. I mean, it is, but it isn't, I and mean, for a little dog like that, he, he's getting yeah. older, you know. For yeah. yeah. a little dog like me, it's getting older, too. <laughs> Don and I both were kind of breathing hard at the end, <laughs> and we were ready for a break. So, but it was, it was good to go and I enjoyed it. And it was nice to volunteer. I really enjoyed that part of it. It made a big difference for us, I think. Yeah. Uh, not, you know, it just, it made us feel a little more useful. It's nice. We've got to keep getting involved with it and, and, and see the people and then read the people. And it, was, it was interesting. Good. Good. So I really enjoyed it. I think I will volunteer sure. Oh. Thanksgiving's coming up this Thursday. I need some help this week, guys. Um, Thursday especially, because uh, I'm going to help preparing before service. The food's got to be cooking before service starts, obviously, because otherwise it'll be, you know, 5 o'clock the next morning we'll have this, you know, ham dinner. Yeah. The ham's cooked, it just has to be heated, obviously. The gravy casserole, I will start um, Thursday morning. Here's your chance, guys, round table. I'm listening. I don't, I don't have anything that, that I can think of right now, honestly. Yeah. Um, are you vaccinated yet? Both, both vaccinations? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> both vaccinations? Me, yes. You got, about, you got a few weeks to wait now and then you'll go get your booster. How many weeks do I wait? A few now? weeks. You can look online and look it up. I don't remember what it was exactly. You have to look it up. Not right now, Gavin. <clears throat> it should be off. I'm not trying to be off. The signals from the phones in the small pit space mess with our electronics and make things go haywire. And that's when I get upset during the week when I'm trying to put together videos and everything else and I, and I get a bunch of static like I did last week where the entire second half of the service was all static because somebody's phone did knock the signal out. Or something knocked the signal out. I'm not sure you can't sure it was a phone, but that's why I asked very, very clearly many times in pre-service, please turn off your electronic devices. Don't mute them, turn them off. You don't need to have them on during service. I don't have mine on. Mine's up there being recorded. You know, so I don't have to, you know, I don't get mine either. We're all addicted to those damn things and we can put them down for, you know, a couple hours during Sunday. Okay? All right. All right, so. Christ the King. That's what we had today. Um, it was communion today. 
Uh, Tim, you probably don't know this. We don't do communion every Sunday anymore. We only do that every third uh, Sunday of the month. Okay. We will have communion again on this Thursday because it's Thanksgiving. So again, Thursday will be another high mass, if you will. Um, so again, I will need your help setting up and getting ready. Um, and of course, next Sunday we'll return back to regular service with no communion, shorter service, and a round table, hopefully. It's a little more comfortable for everybody. Anything else, guys? Since when did we do comfort? Sorry? Since when did we do comfort? I think pretty comfortable here. It could be a lot worse. You gotta try to, you gotta try to puse in Catholic Church. It's a lot better than that leather couch you're sitting on. Alright, let's circle up. Please do not hold hands. We stand in a circle. We don't have a round table. We can stand around the round table. Alright. Father in heaven, we thank you for the opportunity to come together today to praise you and worship you as King of Kings, Christ the King, and reign and joy and, and worship and, and talk about the reign of Christ. Lord, we ask that you watch over all the travelers this week as they travel for Thanksgiving. We ask that you help families stay strong with each other during the end, hopefully the end of this pandemic. Uh, hopefully we are some, somewhat trying to turn, turn to normal and with your help we can uh, get that going a little quicker, please. Um, Watch over us also this week uh, as we uh, move toward the holiday season and begin to uh, prepare for Christ's coming. We ask all of this in Christ's name. Amen. Mm -hmm. You guys help me put this back together and we are done for the day. Next Sunday will be the first Sunday of Advent. That's correct. That is correct. Next Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent. Yes, so we will go to purple next week.